Welcome to the Vulgar Auteurs, where we examine the filmographies of genre filmmakers. Today we are talking about Mel Brooks's final film so far. Uh, make another one before you go, Mel. <laughs> it is Dracula, Dead and Loving It from 1995. I'm Paco. I'm Jason. And I'm Terry. I hated this movie. You <laughs> hated uh, this movie? <clears throat> that's a tough... That's a... That's a that's like, a hated? Phrase, okay, Why? wait. You hated it. Was it worse than Spaceballs? Oh, yeah. What? what? That's... No way. That's in... That's... That's incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean... Like, what was your least... What was my least favorite part? Um, I felt like this movie didn't give a shit. Like, it felt as phoned in as Spaceballs. Um, and it's as poorly written as Robin Hood Men in Tights. But whereas that has people, like, really committing to the bits... Everyone in this feels either miscast or, like, they're not really giving it their all. Like, Leslie Nielsen was an incredible disappointment as Mm. Dracula. Like, the dude's funny as hell, and he's... I don't think he made me laugh a single time in this movie. What? Oh, man. That's wild, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree that I think that his... Even in, like, the Naked Gun pictures and stuff, like... Some of the writing, a lot of the writing was really bad, but he could still make it goofy enough to be funny. But he doesn't necessarily pull off that same kind of uh, vibration here. But I do think that he's really funny. Like, even his introduction uh, at the, you know, beginning of the movie, where he, he falls down the stairs. It's yeah. just stupid. It's it's the silliness it's that I definitely enjoy. that. Um, uh, well, but there's also, I mean, there's little things, too. I mean, uh, where he's... He's uh, drinking the blood, and he's like, like doing a little, like with his like tongue yeah, or whatever. Like, like a, there's like a juke juice box. <laughs> yeah, he, mm-hmm. when he leans into uh, bite Lucy, it just goes like. I, I mean, I guess he's trying, but the material was this one also written by dentists? Because... Yeah, well, he teamed up with Rudy DeLuca and Steve Haberman from Life Stinks, so it wasn't the dentist this, you know, this time. But I, I do say, well, I do think... Well, that, hang on, because uh, you said Haberman also worked on Life Stinks? Yeah, was he the dentist? I thought that was Robin Hood. No, Life Stinks was the uh, dentist movie. Oh, okay. Then, yes, he, he teamed... Oh, wait, from... no, no, you're right. I Yeah, it was Robin Hood, because remember you said Robin Hood was, like, derivative. It felt like a... Yeah, uh, yeah. Homage it was, to it was like, films. pitched to him by, like, a dentist, but... It's it's interesting because this movie had a budget of thirty million dollars, which is pretty wild. Wow. Are you fucking kidding me? In in nineteen ninety five, it did not it look up, like thirty million dollars. It, it's just like sure. where well, like the sets are pretty awesome. Like I I think like there's mm-hmm. a lot of money that was spent on like textural things, but it's just kind of it. it did feels they fucking almost, film this on the moon? Well, it feels, I mean, a lot of it was spent on bustiers and fog effects, but, um, so like, it's interesting because this, it grossed a little over $10 million. So it wasn't really financially successful. And it kind of has this allure of like a TV movie, like a Showtime movie or something where it doesn't feel theatrical. It kind of has this hollowness that's 
really strange. And I, I feel like Men in Tights, and we can discuss this in our outro and stuff, but whereas Men in Tights kind of is a mess, it, it feels almost like a victory lap where it's like all of the best of the Mel Brooks things. Mm-hmm. And it feels almost like, oh, that could have been a good movie to kind of go out on. It's not a really amazing movie, but it's kind of like cyclical in nature. And this one feels more of like, oh, it's been a couple of years. Robin Hood was a success. They really like me again. Let me make another one that's almost like Young Frankenstein. And it doesn't, it has, it doesn't have the same amount of imagination that I think Young Frankenstein did. Although I do appreciate that it goes more in like the Hammer style of films or like the Coppola version of Dracula versus going for the, you know, the, uh, it wasn't Whale, who, who directed, no, uh, it, it, it was, whale. It was, James was it whale, whale too? Yeah. yeah. Like the Dracula with Bella Lugosi. Like I appreciated that it did kind of the hammery approach, which granted, you know, I kind of like that era of, of films, but see, um, I, I feel like that was a, that was what kind of like held Dracula, the Brooks's one back is that, like, mm. uh, Coppola's Dracula, it's, like, too topical. I don't think, like, doing Wales Frankenstein for Young Frankenstein, like, that had, had like, a long time to, like, percolate. And, so, like, I, I think both Terry and I thought you were talking about Frankenstein when you said Whale. Oh, um, oh, yeah, sorry, were you not? Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, I'm talking the, uh, who directed the Dracula movie? Uh, Todd Browning, the oh, guy okay. who did Brown. Freaks. Oh, gotcha, okay. But I just mean, like, uh, I don't, I, like... It's so fresh. Like, if you haven't seen uh, Coppola's Dracula, then, like, parts of this aren't nearly as funny. And whereas, like, I don't think you have to have seen Wales Frankenstein to appreciate young Frankenstein. Which, I haven't seen Coppola's Dracula in full. And I wonder if that's part of why I was missing some of it. Like, I've seen the Hammer era one with Christopher Lee, and I've read the book... It it draws with, from the book pretty well, but I but I think that's where the missed potential is. Is I feel like just modeling it overall after the Coppola version kind of omits the allure of the Hammer films or like and, more of what it could achieve yeah. with this concept. I you know? guess it makes sense in 1995, especially if you've just had success riffing on like a Coster movie two years before yeah, your Robin Hood. That's true. That's like, true. It it definitely feels like the same thing, but having not seen the Costner Robin Hood or the Coppola Dracula, the Costner Robin Hood or the mm. Mel Brooks Robin Hood doesn't work all that well, but more of the jokes are still funny on their own. Gotcha. Whereas this, I wonder if part of the reason it fell so flat for me is I have not seen that specific version of dracula because they even do the thing where he's got the stupid uh yeah shadow yeah. hair yeah uh, at the start yeah <laughs> well i mean there's also like some of some of that is from nosferatu which is like definitely mm. a huge inspiration for coppola but i mm-hmm. that was the thing though i couldn't tell and would which kind of bothers me i couldn't tell if brooks was taking from nosferatu or coppola's dracula which is like kind of a problem like it's fine that you you like... I thought about Nosferatu on like the boat scene, yeah. where the coffin's going back and forth. Uh, Same, but yeah, other Which, than wasn't that, Nos- wasn't Nosferatu a ripoff of Bram Stoker's book too? It was like the way to do an adaptation without paying. Yeah, to, well, they, it something. was something, something like that. I, I think they they basically plan on getting the rights, and then it never came about. 
and so they had to go like you know count Orlock and and like change all the names and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, I saw Nosferatu before I read the book, and I was like, oh wow, they really just uh, didn't enforce copyright laws in the twenties, yeah. I guess. And that confused a lot of people too, of making almost Dracula and Nosferatu synonymous completely as like the same character, which I mean, ostensibly they are, but mm-hmm. yeah. In fact, it's interesting too because so when this movie uh, came out in 1995, um, would you have thought that it would be released around Halloween or the summer? Maybe I feel like this is a dump it in January movie. <laughs> well, f- close. It actually came out Christmas 1995. Ooh, isn't that kind of like a hot release era? It, it or, just or depends. Like... It's. It's definitely better than January, uh, which I think Red Letter Media sums up best, as they call it. Fuck you, it's January. Yeah. Um, But, you know, if you're not a fucking big blockbuster, it's going to be harder to get that family audience coming in. Mm -hmm. And this one felt the most adult of his in a while did you guys feel that way as well it's like, really horny I, there's there we talked about this oh, it's, like off off mic like it's it's like it's like boobula dead and loving it like there's boobs everywhere i was kind of amazed it was pg-13 between that and like all the fake blood which oh yeah yeah was, it, but but it's like really comic about the blood parts that the boobs are uh, more uh like catching that mm-hmm. but but it's never like it's so close to the edge, which which also must have hurt it coming out around then because I like I wouldn't take a kid to see this movie. Uh, even a dumb kid can enjoy like most like horror movies if they're not pussies. But like, well, I think this was post interview with a vampire too, oh so God. they were also trying to like let's meet a bunch of folks halfway of like being for teens and stuff and having like boobs and gore and stuff with like, but the, the humor though does still feel a little old fashioned, like the Mel Brooks of like childish. the producers, but even more like it, it's, there's something disconnected about it. Although I, I will say that the Renfield, uh, Harvey Corman, like there's all sorts of like little tiny scenes that are really was, fun. That I was been... so happy to see Corman. That like, scene, oh, Harvey Corman, fucking ruled. I was kind of sad to see Harvey Corman oh, because me too. Like, well, but he he still killed it though. Like I don't care. Oh, he still killed it, but I was yeah. just like, dude, are you doing all right? And I knew this was like near the end of his life if i'm correct well i right? think he he passed away in the the early 2000s but i think his career was maybe like one oh, of his last he passed away in 2008 um oh okay so he had a longer time than i thought but he looked rough in this no movie. he just looked old he had makeup on like he had a bunch of like old person makeup on so i don't think he looked yeah. like he really like, looked like that but but he like i don't know corman corman was doing a good job like as usual he wasn't as like he, wasn't he didn't cool. have much to do, but yes, he was. And, and he didn't have the kind of like magnetism that he does in uh, Brooks's other films. But it's still, again, whenever you see any of the Brooks regulars, it's just it's just like a treat. You're like, oh, here they are. Let's go. Like, and and this but, one is this one's so much better than Dom's uh, turn in Robin Hood as well. Oh yeah. Well, like, yeah. I mean, Corman steals all the scenes that he's in and has like one of the best lines where like 
You're engaged for five years and have the audacity to touch her? Right. Ha ha! You're a degenerate. I take you into my home. You eat my food, you drink my wine, but that's not enough for you. Oh, no! After being engaged to my daughter for only five years, you have the audacity to touch her. Get out. But, sir... Yeah, you know, like, I he just mean, steals all the scenes that he's not in with Peter McNichol. Well, it's just, it's interesting yeah. to see him in this role. Like, I haven't seen a bunch of his work outside of Mel Brooks, but to, like, just through the course of our, like, watching Mel Brooks movies with him in it, it feels like a different, I mean, a parent, a, you know, a, a doctor or whatever. Like, it's he's just interesting. He's much more a straight man, too. Yeah, like, yeah. And... I don't know. The only scene that works in the movie is the one where he has brunch. The bug brunch. The bug brunch (laughs) is definitely the highlight of the movie by a mile. My God, man, you're eating insects right from the ground. What makes you say that? Because I can see one trying to get out of your mouth. (laughs) Mouth? Yes, out of your mouth. Your very own mouth. It's wriggling about. It's wriggling. I'm not ridiculous at all. It's wriggling all over the place. Poor thing is fighting for its life. I don't know what you're talking about. If you insist on ranting like this, I'm going to leave. Me ranting? You're the ranter. Hello, little darling. Don't be afraid. Oh. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, it's I won't hurt you. Don't hurt All me. I want is your life. Put him in a straitjacket and give him an enema. Wait. Give him an enema first. Then put him in a straitjacket. Yes, sir. Live! It's so funny. And that's where, like, the hammer stuff is, where there's, like, a little obviously fake spider, you know, mm-hmm. coming down. And, and it's just, it's so hammy and funny. And uh, McNichol has one of the best, like, he's, he kind of plays the same role as, like, Ghostbusters 2, where he's the, the henchman for, uh, you know, whatever that that frowning guy is but he's kind of like that uh he's kind of like that here and he's just so like there's so many just weird moments like where dracula visits him in jail and he like gets upside down like does a handstand (laughs) to talk to him and it's just so silly and like there's all these weird choices that uh that are made that are super silly in like a childish way like what you were saying paco that this could have been like if you had edited it it could have been like a leprechaun movie you know like the first leprechaun has a weird vibe that feels like it's a kid's movie with like random cuts of the violence and the gore and stuff like that and it kind Mm -hmm. of has that same vibe where it's like this this could have been like a pg movie if they had cut out some parts of it and made it less like booby and gory but then (laughs) what would we have had not much what would we have had i mean and that's saying something if even you're you guys are saying we wouldn't have had much of a movie without boobs and gore because it's a fucking comedy it's not a boob movie i mean it is but uh i don't i mean it was a different time in the 90s i guess like you couldn't just go to Pornhub. But I don't understand the idea of going to a movie to see a bunch of cleavage. And as for the gore, like, well, do you really need it? I mean, that's one of the other jokes that works for me. I don't think the scene as a whole works, but I love 
that moment where he gets covered in blood. No, it's funny. No! Oh my God! There's so much blood! She just ate! Oh, this is... This is ghastly. Yes, you're right. We should have put newspapers down. But, I mean, I think there's a reason I wasn't seeing this one as a kid is, like, my parents read about that shit and were like, that's too much. Uh, But, like, most of the humor is made for, like, eight-year-old me. And it just doesn't work as well on 30-year-old me. I don't know. I know I'm kind of a hater on this one, but I mean, I don't. It's it's not like I'm not like beating the drum for it. It's not. It's not the worst. It's still not Spaceballs. Uh, yeah, I like this much more than Spaceballs. Yeah, I think they're on a similar tier, but I would give Spaceballs the edge just because it brought me joy as a child. Uh, <laughs> Spaceballs I was think... just such like it was like it was like eating unbuttered like white bread is just like uninspired in like the most terrible way yeah that's exactly how i describe this too i mean (laughs) maybe not this is like eating a cold tortilla out of the fridge by itself um that's rad i love cold tortillas you put a little bit of sriracha in there that's a fridge snack while you're looking for dinner (laughs) but dude without the sriracha that shit sucks like it it will get you through, but it's not what you want. Well, what mm, I, what I starting want, a lot of controversy right I, now. I'm just saying what I want is more Blazing Saddles and more silent movie, but clearly that's not what we're mm-hmm. going to get here. What, what, what I like about this movie is that I feel like, just anecdotally, this was a weird gateway into horror, where I think most, most of what I knew about Dracula was this version, so I think this may have been like <laughs> my version yeah well and, and <laughs> yeah. I, I mean i i think all of us like have so it's interesting like all of but, us but it has are, such... are, are childhood movies like pock was with space balls mine was robin hood and yours was dracula that I was mean, our that was our brooks kids movie boobs i mean it was it makes so much sense now um but i think that uh i i really appreciate that too like it it kind of made light of the things that maybe you could be afraid of and i kind of like that about satire in general is like you could have dracula come out you know a couple of years previous or interview with the vampire and have like these really intense gothic themes and kind of poke fun at it it's just not as inspired or like cutting as it could be with such a with such a broad like you know concept you know what we do in the shadows would then you know completely what? reinvent the entire idea of i what... just figured out what this movie is if blazing saddles and young frankenstein are like frankenstein. a young guy fuck you uh <laughs> like new to the job uh this is the movie that is a cop three days from retirement like you know yeah it just wants to go through the paces and get the shit done. So hey, all I'm saying is I watched Seven the other day, and like Morgan Freeman was killing it like a week before his retirement. Yeah, how'd that work out for him? I mean, it worked out for Brad Pitt. Morgan Freeman did all right. I think but he didn't was he get a package out. at the end? Huh? He got like a gift. Why would he be a? Why would he be unhappy at the end? He got a gift. What's in the box? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, Terry, have you seen Brooklyn's Finest? Like, this movie is the Richard Gere in Brooklyn's <laughs> Finest. I haven't movies. seen Brooklyn's Finest. It's, uh, it's, it's so good. It's a previous episode, and yeah. uh, it's Richard Gere does a lot in that movie. Yeah, he does. It is. <laughs> <laughs> he says a mouthful for sure. If you ever want to watch old Richard Gere get a blowjob from a prostitute, whoa! In in like hear his dirty talk, like my penis has gone what? up inside myself. This this it's, ass. It's, it's Richard like, Gere. It's Don I have Tito, goosebumps, but not in a good way. What, what is this? Oh, Fuqua. Okay, interesting. Fuqua. Um, Fuqua. We said Excuse it wrong me. for the whole I, series, so we're correcting it every yeah. time now. Preemptively. Uh, I'm just looking yeah. at that cast. That's quite a cast there. Well, it's. It's interesting, too, because apparently the word on the street of, uh, while this movie was shooting was that Brooks worked really quickly and would try and get things in, like, a couple of takes, one take, uh, so that he could leave as early as possible to go to the racetrack. Oh, That's so, what Clint Eastwood does. So his, yeah. Uh, so his staff hilarious. handled most of the production, apparently, because I guess, like, at this point, he's maybe late 60s, early 70s. He also yeah. looks so much like Brian Cox with, like, his facial yeah, he hair, does. his, like, haircut. Dude, like, I mean, just retire at that point, my dude. Like, well, why are you going sad... through the paces of doing this before you go to the track? It's not like you've got to... Before you go to the track? Like, he's he's yeah. a Hollywood director. Like, what is he trying to do? Like, strike it rich? Like, what is going... That's hilarious. Especially because the last few movies with his production company have done relatively well. Yeah, you know? my man just likes to gamble. That's so funny. I mean, he had to pay for uh, his kid for shit i'm sure but like but like i'm sure the home video sales of robin hood men and tights probably covered that yeah and like his kid i'm sure was fine like you didn't need to make a movie if you were just cutting out to go to the track every day yeah i i can't even imagine that like as someone i'm not trying to present myself as the world's most experienced person but i've worked with a number of prominent directors at different points and like even if the material is not necessarily the a material they still put in like a shit ton of work like fucking they they still i that kind of blows my mind like i know clint eastwood likes to do one take but that's more because that's how he makes sure his movies stay on budget no matter what he's doing. So he can always get more. Um, because he just doesn't pay for anything and he sends people home early. So he always comes in under budget. So Warner brothers will give him the check for the next movie. But that's different from just being like, I want to go to the track <laughs> and like not, not do my job. It's not that much different, but yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it is because he's doing it so he can do another movie. And like, he hires people who can do the job in one take sometimes. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> he he should have done some work with the actors on uh, that 1517 The Paris Taking movie. Taking Pelham, uh, one, two, three. That was Tony Scott. I'm, I'm just yeah. sorry. Wow. Uh, that was a tangent. That hold, hold on here. No, let's let's continue talking about this. Clint Eastwood. 
All right. I'm glad to continue that conversation. I just, I, uh, you know, these are for our Dead Silence fans out there. I like to include at least five to eight seconds of Dead Silence per episode. So coming up. Hey, Jason, do you want to go see Spiral, the Book of Saw with me? I'm down. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Really? Wait, is that like another Saw movie? With Chris Rock. No. Yeah. Well, actually, and, you know uh, what? I don't want to go see it because I don't care about those movies. I just, I don't want to see it either. I just, yeah. as you're such a fan of bad movies, I thought you might like it. Wow, that's <laughs> no hickeys, Paco. No yep. hickeys. Yeah, but uh, cinema hickeys. Terry, how they have described this movie to the public is Chris Rock went into like Lionsgate demanded to make a Saw movie and like pitched his thing as so terrifying that it's a, the guy who greenlit it said he had nightmares for days, uh, which is just the dumbest shit I've ever heard. No, um, I don't want to play a game. <laughs> I mean, Dude, that's going to be so funny. Oh man. It came out yesterday oh, wow. and, uh, I'm probably going to go see it. You should go see it. Dude, I've got that fucking Regal ripped me off, and instead of suing them, I'm just going to see a movie like every fucking day that I feel like driving 20 minutes. Uh, You'll you'll get them. (laughs) (laughs) Buying their $12 Lagunitas. Well, they don't check backpacks anymore, so... That's it's gonna be awesome. backpack beers. I guess that's a out. silver lining of COVID question mark, but let's not officially say that. Dude, everyone sure. sneaks shit into the theater. That's just like part of the going to the theater. And if you don't, then like you're just a chump. Yeah. I mean, I like to pay for concessions at like art houses because Well, that's different though. Yeah. Most uh, of the time it's like cheaper anyway. Uh-huh. That, but it's also how any theater makes their money. And right, but like the chains, though. I don't give a fuck about Regal. No. I mean, I I want them to stay open long enough for my, like, basically movie pass to keep working. But that's it. Like, I don't give a fuck beyond that. Um, what if Netflix bought them or Disney? Wouldn't that be cool? God, that would be so <laughs> we, fucking horrible. We had horrible. Disney theaters. Oh, and we would only be... Oh, this is just... And, and when you walk into the theater, it's like you're in a different world and there's avatars dude when i went yesterday two of the 18 screens were for fast and furious 3 tokyo drift what and apparently every week up to fast 9 coming out they're doing every friday they're doing screenings of a fast and furious movie and uh there was a dude upset talking to the manager because it was sold out and the manager's like we went up to two screens um that's so, fucking hilarious, dude. So many people have been going to these. They've had to up the screens. So by, like, you know, Fast 8, it's just going to be 10 theaters of fucking Fast and Furious. <laughs> dude, these fucking idiots. This is the perfect time for Will Ferrell to put Talladega Nights back dude. in theaters. Like, you want to ma- see a billion-dollar movie? Re-release something stupid that assholes will see. I mean, we say that, but we also covered, what was it, Fast 7? And both had a pretty good time. Oh, it's it's wonderful. But that is that's that movie specifically is pre bullshit, crazy, interesting, more a little more interesting. F and F. I mean, have you seen any of the others? 
I saw the first three, have no recollection of them. Okay, Dude, I, see, I rewatched the first one, like, not that long ago. It's like... It's not a bad Point Break ripoff. It, well, like, it's it, not great, it's, it's, but... It's Point Break, but it's also like a, it's like a 2000s, uh, like, kind of like, uh, police thriller. Like, it, it's what you'd expect. Does it? Did it look like it would be a franchise? Like, did no. it seem no. like, oh, it wasn't dude, like the dude, Matrix there, kind there of, where like, oh, it was one where, like, done, all of the street racers, they drive in formation when they go places. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's silly. It, it and it definitely it just feels it feels like a lot of like you know everyone's wearing clothes that look, look like they just like crawled out of that era like it, it's just like the most two thousand movie I've ever seen. But I will say those movies are not necessarily for me. But I have seen parts or all of all of them, and five, six, and seven are the best. Like I watched part of five, and Fast Five was bad. Is that where the Rock <sighs> enters the picture? I yes, think so. God. Yeah, I saw. I kind of want to watch that. That sounds dope. If you liked seven, you'll like five. Um, seven is like silently one of you know. Fuck it. Like it is one of the more interesting action movies for its sheer cartooniness. It's and, lovely. Like there's great stunt work in it, and yeah. there's pretty damn good stunt work in five the problem with five if i've only seen it once 10 years ago for the blog we all used to do together um but i remember there just being an hour where nothing happens in the middle that's dude fucking brutal yeah that's what i remember Um, about that movie and i only watched part of it but there's like they have to steal a car from a train at the start of that and then like the set piece at the end of that movie is they steal a bank vault. Like, they don't rob a bank. They just steal the bank. <laughs> and it fucking rules. Uh, <laughs> it's so dumb. It's, like, the perfect American movie. Oh, boy. Gosh, that sounds like Dracula Dead and Loving It. I know. I was going to say, did, so uh, what, 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 yeah, what about our... Did, uh... Well, what, 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 what worked for you guys? Like, do you, were there any jokes that stood out to you or maybe Bug Feast. Bug brunch, bug, the bug brunch, brunch. The, the the slurping noises, uh, which made me chuckle. Uh, I mean, there's like it's it's little things. There's no like, there's this there's no joke that's just like a really good joke. It's like little things, or I mean, of course the the blood gushing, but like it, there's nothing that like really jumps out at me. I mean, it, I don't know. I, I guess I'm like maybe I'm like anesthetized to like Brooks at this point, where I was like, yeah, it it wasn't spaceballs. And it's not Life Stinks or um, History of the World. And so, like, I kind of just coasted through it. Like, it, it, it wasn't that bad. But it wasn't good by any means. Yeah, I, I mean... Like- I like the Mel Brooks introduction as Van Helsing, where he's like giving an autopsy, and all these people are like fainting. passing, all these kids are pa- like yeah. fainting behind him for because he's like passing intestines and right. shit. And it's so silly that it feels like an old school no, that, Mel Brooks. And, and that sequence works. It's funny. Yeah, and in I see a lot of like the beginnings too, like Austin Powers and Wayne's World and stuff through like this period of. Uh, you know, Mel Brooks and like as a thorough line, really like it's a lot of this humor would show up in other formations done better a little bit, but I don't know. It's just, it's, you can feel the lack of care 
on the part of not just Brooks, but I would say Nielsen. Like, it feels like a paycheck I... movie in a way. We were talking before we started about Peter Dinklage uh, <laughs> doing voiceover on <laughs> Destiny and, like, telegraphing to the world how little he cared with that. This feels like a full movie of that. I I think Nielsen was genius. Like, his... In, what, affectations? Like, he, he instead of saying chicken, he'd say, like, cheating. Ramsey, look at me! I'm drinking wine and eating chicken! Or, like, he'd go, like, oh, no. No, yeah, I, I, I thought he did a good job, too. Like I, His I, little things I, that I he didn't, had shitty it didn't, script to work with. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the script and the movie were bad, but I feel like the many of the individual performances were good. And, and I think that's... I don't mean to keep, like, flogging the dead horse here, the Spaceballs, but really, the problem with Spaceballs is that so many of the performances individually were also uh, bad and, boring. like... And boring, exactly. Yeah. Where, whereas in in this one, individual ones, not all of them, but many of them are at least, like, charming at times, and some of them are le- legitimately good, like Corman and uh, McNichol. And Stephen Weber as Harker from Wings... Come on. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I, I forgot he was in this. I liked the Beatles more. Uh, yeah, look at you, Paco. Uh, All right. So uh, what's what's the name of that segment? Saving Face. Saving Face. Saving All right, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I have to shout out Peter McNichol. Um, Yeah. Where I feel like some other actors are phoning it in. He was going to the fucking rafters, man. (laughs) Yeah. Like, his his weird hums. It doesn't always work, but he's giving it his all, which I appreciate. And there were moments where he reminded me a little of uh, Igor. Mm. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, Feldman. Marty Feldman. Feldman, yeah. Yeah. um, With his kind of energy. And I fucking... I gotta respect that, even in a movie I don't particularly love. Uh, Terry, how about you? I mean, honestly, it's, it's McNichol. I mean honorable mention is Corman, but because Corman's a straight man, he's not nearly as funny as McNichol. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, again, like, the bug brunch, it's it's so funny. It, it really is, McNichol, like, the highlight of the film. He looks like Francis McDormand. <laughs> you ever get that vibe? I, I swear to God. Like, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, out. for like the first two minutes of the film, I could not tell if Peter McNichol was a, a man or a woman. And not that that matters, but I was I was initially like, I can't tell. Well, he's really interesting. Like, he's all over the place in a way that's that's interesting. Like, you don't see that kind of performance a lot where he's, like, oh, not yeah. a... This version of Renfield is wild. And it, mm-hmm. it, it, he's like, wonderful. Because it's, it's Tom Waits in the Coppola version, right? Uh, I don't fucking remember. I don't remember. God, I, I should have looked it up. <laughs> um, I think who I does think... Keanu Reeves play? Harker. Yeah, <clears throat> it's awful. It's the one of the worst that roles in the movie. Horrible. No, his no, accent really is great. No, Terry. It's, Come it's on. awful. It's, Come on, it's it's so bad 
that he's not even the main character of the film, which is kind of hilarious. So Gary Oldman's Dracula, Tom Waits as Renfield. I, I swear it's Tom Waits. Maybe, maybe I'm just like, am I pulling that this out of my ass? Actually, sounds kind of dude. Cool. It is Tom Waits. It's totally Tom Waits. That's, that's yeah. That's right. It dude. It's a wild film. It's it's nuts. Winona Ryder. I've heard is, it is, sucks. Uh, uh, what's her face? Mina Harker. It, it's crazy. I've heard it's not very good, but no, dude, you're kind of selling me on Gary it. Gary Oldman is Dracula. Like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? What's not to like about that? I mean, Francis Ford Coppola it's a making mess, a movie outside but it's the seventies. Candlelit mess. I, it's it's like it's the horniest movie in that whole era. Like it's Basic Instinct came out like that year, dude. Dude, it might be hornier than Basic Instinct. You need to watch it because God, it... you're selling me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I don't even. I've I've been talking about how we need movies to be horny again. Oh yeah, like, dude. This this movie again. is the horniest movie I've seen in forever. I forgot how horny it was until I rewatched it. Dude, we need that. I like. I've been saying that more in terms of like sex thrillers, like Basic Instinct, but I don't know. Th- this is more. Like, this is more like a romantic sort of thing, and by that I mean uh, like the romantic that. era. No, but it's still horny as fuck. You can still have both. Yeah, you can have romantic horniness, but you could also have like fucky horniness. Well, it's I it's want, a bit of romantic like, horniness is like, hey, we're at Olive Garden, like let's wait till we get home. Versus, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I want like, the horniness hey, where babe, you're like, well, let's, I'm let's gonna kill like twelve and... people and ruin my life. I mean, because I need you. There's some of that. Uh, there's some of that in Dracula. I mean. So the scene with McNichol and Dracula's Brides, just picture Keanu Reeves instead. I love that. I, I love that bit where Nielsen's like, he asks them to leave or something, and they're like, you know, like roller skating out yeah. or whatever. Like stop it looks like that. they're like floating out. He's like, stop, and then they just start walking. Or, or it's like, I will it's, say, one of the one of the better jokes, cute. I forgot this earlier when you asked, uh, the one where uh, Van Helsing and him are having an argument in Romania. <laughs> he's like he needs to say the last word and it's so well, and, and then it's and like goes it goes on, on so yeah because then after he kills dracula he's he like says <laughs> it, he does it again and it's like i don't know i i did laugh when that happened also that's uh, no, i hated that scene no oh, brooks wow. the like she will become one herself was so like he devotes himself completely to thinking that there's just there's an energy here that's really fun and that's kind of the sad part about this movie is that it is up to this point when we are recording this is the last movie so far of mel brooks who is still alive and it's just kind of strange pretty i think he's very happily retired yeah it's probably his final movie but it's it's just kind of sad because it was like he i mean and we'll we'll talk about this more in the next episode but it's just kind of a a bummer that it didn't work out and was rejected because he has such an amazing voice that and this movie could have been really much more interesting but it was almost like this autopilot like let's make a movie that feels like a mel brooks movie and that's kind of what its major downfall is was because it kind of is so misguided and aimless that a lot of it doesn't work except for these like specific character moments and things. I think um, my favorite uh, part in the movie was Lucy, uh, Lisette Anthony. Uh, There's this like scene where Harker is is guarding her or whatever. And Mm -hmm. there's fog all in the frame and she like comes out of the darkness and it's like, it's shot in this way. That's not 
a comedy, at least not for the first like couple of moments. And it's actually a really well lit, well acted piece because she's like legitimately kind of has that seductress scariness, like this uh this cool vibe that I think stands out for like some of Mel Brooks's overall things he's he shot. Like that scene was really cool. It just is not needed or it's unnecessary in this movie and a lot of this is unnecessary i, I mean i feel like unfortunately yeah. it, as much as i thought this was like kind of charming I, I think that like the whole movie was maybe unnecessary like i like for better or worse it, it I, I think going out on men in tights would have been like better than dracula yeah, yeah i'm not a fan of that one either really but it's a hell of a lot better than Okay, but again, can you imagine if you went out on Spaceballs? I'm sorry, I just, yeah. I just I'm gonna drag Spaceballs through the mud forever. It's just like such a it would be film. better than going out like this. Oh, you, I can't believe you like Spaceballs more than this. It's just, I'm stunned. I mean, spoiler, I didn't like Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, would you guys recommend a vampire movie to watch instead? No, vampires are dumb. Watch a fucking zombie movie. Dude, vampires rule, and there's a bunch of good movies out there. Name one good vampire movie. Thirst. Thirst. Hey, Jinx. Okay. I mean, that's like Chanwalk Park's worst movie. No, what? Shut up, But his worst movie is still, like, an amazing movie. And that's not even true. Thirst is an incredible film. Eat shit. Okay. (laughs) Name his worst movie, then. What? What's worse? What's Eat worse shit, than Paco. Thirst? What's worse than Thirst in Parks catalog? Yeah. Ha! Gotcha. It's his worst movie. No, because like honestly, uh, if it's not that it's like a worse movie, but like I rank it lower because it's such like it it didn't work for me, even though I thought it was a good movie. Was Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Dude, you know, that movie I fucking love, rules. Love that. No, so I really wrong. like that Sympathy is, for Mr. Shocking. Vengeance. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm not I just think that I I'm just saying only one of those movies has a part where a vampire and a girl he's in love with hop from roof to roof while giggling like it's a fucking <laughs> bad Spider Man movie. And it's not sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. It's a love story. It's fine to do that in a love story because it's it's romantic. It's a vampire thing. And that's part of vampire. But And that's why vampires fucking suck. Oh, just go cry me. Let, let the right one in. Paco, you just have to let the right one in. And, you know, you may end up really enjoying... Yeah, but Paco you know, likes let eh. me in. Remember, we had this discussion to, before, too. Yeah. yeah. Come on, just Whatever. let... I'm not going to have the vampire zombie debate here because then we're just going to talk about nothing but... What, what we're supposed to All talk right. about. <laughs> I My recommendation, if we're recommending a vampire movie, is the television show, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, actually. I no. think it's and the movie. Better, I love the movie. I think it's better than the I movie. haven't seen the movie yet, uh, but I have watched... I actually started rewatching the show, like, yesterday, because it's fucking hilarious. It's so fucking good. And, you know, maybe that's where some of the cynicism comes from, is, like, that show is so perfect with what it does to the mythology of vampires and like what it would be like like in day-to-day things that maybe that's what's kind of tired about no dude I, I, i'm telling you i love vampires all the time 
No, I'm serious. Paco can fight me on this, but yeah, that, that's no. my guilty pleasure. And don't be. I don't. Terry, there's no such thing as a all, guilty but... pleasure. Don't feel guilty about that. I fucking love the fact that you love vampire shit. That's my jam. I... All I'm you saying is that, that only that might be my way to get us to do Tony Scott by selling you on starting hung, a filmography the with the hunger. That's fair. That's a good one. I like a bunch of vampire shit. It's just not one of my favorites, but... I just find it so much more fucking tedious than any other horror genre. Well, but you also don't like like, romantic era anything. Like, we already kind of established that. Yeah, because it's fucking boring. What's boring about it? (laughs) I mean, like, romantic tension? Just fuck or not, you know? But that's not all. It's, it, does, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. Dracula. Dead yeah, body. yeah. No, no bro. That's yeah, pretty romantic, we're, we're, Bucko. We're going over. Bucko, that is super romantic. <laughs> so I'm sad. like, my eyes are full with joy. I can't wait for Evan yeah. to see this. It's just going to be like meandering. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah, have fun editing this. I'm glad we gave you a buffer. <laughs> we're sorry, buddy. <laughs> we're not intentionally meandering, but goddamn. Uh, anyways. Uh, Jason, recommendation? Did you already do it? I think Mother, or Mother, well, Mother too. not the, uh... That's actually, I would call that a good vampire movie. Yeah? It's not literal vampires, <laughs> but it is metaphorical vampires. Parasite? Another vampire? Is this sort of an extended universe that maybe Holy Bong Joon Ho is not even aware of? Okay, I'm gonna go out on maybe my biggest hot take. Ooh, is this conspiracy corner and hot take? Hot take con- corn? No, nope, it's it's just hot. Hot take, take con corn. I think Mother's better than Parasite. Well, I'm I think not so Bong Joon Ho's yeah. mother. Uh, Aronofsky's mother. Oh, I mean, that I haven't seen that one either. Uh, that is a fucking vampire movie and a half. Because it um, sucks. <laughs> Sorry. No, because it's all about fucking <laughs> vampires coming into your space and ruining your shit. Oh, yeah. It sucks the living life out of you as you watch it. Because it just, I already struggle with anxiety, so I love being anxious for another two hours. <laughs> People Dude. are in my space. I saw that movie in a sold-out theater on opening night, and it fucking ruled. Because everyone else thought it was going to be a normal Jennifer Lawrence movie, and I knew it was going to be a Darren Aronofsky movie. And I could just hear people in the crowd being like, what the fuck is this? And spoilers for a four-year-old movie, there is a scene where a baby gets ripped up, (laughs) and people were like, what the fuck? It rules. Uh, Okay, I mean, at first I was like, what a psycho going to see this opening day. But all right, for that experience, yes, I would... I would totally go in for that. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. It ruined Jennifer Lawrence's career, too. So, oh, you know. Well, that's unfortunate. Two birds, one stone. Yeah, but, yeah I was going to say, freeze <laughs> yeah. two birds with one key. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's oh, man. The, you know. uh, anyways, no. catch us next week when we uh, fi- discuss what, did we make what of we've all learned. This? Yeah. <laughs> uh, from the moral our... of the story. Yeah. And we will reveal who our next filmmaker is gonna be and spoiler alert it's gonna be a long one with some slow-mo and then maybe we'll talk really fast about it uh well please remember to rate review subscribe yada 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 uh 
I hope you're all doing well. Bye. Hug yourself, please. Someone's got to do it until you get your vaccine, you assholes. <laughs>